Welcome back to Jesus Speaks Farsi. We're excited to be starting a new series highlighting Iranian believers who are building God's kingdom through planting churches. You may be familiar with the concept of planting a church, but in this series, we'll be hearing firsthand what it looks like to plant a church among Persian speakers in Iran and beyond. Today, Joe's talking with Kambiz, a prolific Iranian church planter whose story includes stealing his sister's Bible before joining the Iranian military, becoming a Christian after having a compelling dream, and then going on to start multiple Persian-speaking churches, impacting thousands of lives. I know you'll enjoy this conversation with Kambiz. We're glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back to Jesus Speaks Farsi. We are in our series on church planting and I am super excited today to be chatting with Cam Beast, who is actually the husband of Asreen who we heard from on our Encountering Jesus series. So we've got Cam Beast with us here today. Cam Beast, thanks for being with us. Hey, how are you, Joe? Thank you for this opportunity yeah. and hello to everyone. Great. And so we're going to start. So Kambis has planted churches in Iran, outside of Iran. He has years of experience and walking with the Lord and and learning. And so we want to hear from from some of the things you've learned. But Kambis, you grew up in Iran in an Islamic family. Tell me how you went from being in an Islamic family to planting Christian churches. What? How did that happen? This is long story. That's, yeah. Um, my journey started to uh, became Christian. Uh, one of my cousins came to my city. He was Muslim. He talked about Jesus and his salvation. And so he was a, your cousin was a Muslim who became a Christian yes. in Iran and he came to your city to talk, talk yes. to you. Okay. And we shocked and, oh, he was Muslim. What happened to him? And it wasn't just shocking. We afraid of maybe government could kill him. Okay. And about uh, his future after die, we thought because of Islamic uh, teaching, we knew that. Oh, he would go to hell or something like this. Okay. okay. So we started to convince convince him to go back to Islam. Yeah. And it was big argument with him, you know, but... We thought, oh, this he 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 is fell in love with this new Jesus, yeah. you know, because that Jesus that he he was talking about wasn't Jesus in Quran that we yeah. knew and we yeah. heard it. So after a while, my youngest sister, she was fifteen years old. Yeah, she went to their city, okay, to their home, and when she came back, we saw her. She had. Bible and she became Christian. Oh, it was worst time for our family because we knew what happened to her. Yeah. Maybe my cousin influenced her uh, to be Christian. But it's long story. We tried to help him as a Muslim people, as a Muslim family to help uh, to help her to come back to yeah. Islam. Uh, but she was a strong. So let, let me ask you, when you said this new Jesus, so obviously, um, not obviously, but for those who don't know, Jesus is a prophet in Islam. 
So as, as an Islamic man in Iran, are you just taught that the Western people have corrupted the real Jesus and they're teaching wrong things about who Jesus really is? Yes, we heard this yeah. from from uh, teacher of law in Islam. Mm -hmm. We heard that, that Jesus is not son of God. Yeah. Jesus is not a savior. Mm -hmm. Jesus is just a prophet. Jesus prophet. is not God. Jesus trinity is not true jesus yeah. uh didn't so, crucified on the cross so jesus was a good teacher and did some miracles and it made him a prophet but he's a prophet under muhammad muhammad is the a top prophet, prophet yes. okay so your sister is now a christian and, and jesus was her god jesus was her god you know yeah. so um, before my military service, I stole her Bible okay. and I go to read it because I wanted to know who is this God. So what? Why did you want to prove? Did you want to read it and prove her wrong, or had you seen something in her that you wanted to know more about this new Jesus? Yeah, actually, I I was interested to understanding this God. Okay. I didn't. I tried to to help her to go back to Islam, mm -hmm. but I couldn't. Yeah. She was fell in love. She changed. She, she changed. completely changed. Yeah. She didn't want to lie anymore. She didn't want to uh, do bad thing anymore. So, um, yes, I started to read. So you stole her Bible and went to do military, military service. service. So you were reading the Bible at military service. Yeah, my military service was in... Uh, SEPA, Revolutionary okay. Guard of Iran, the fanatical yeah. um, army of Iranian government. So I started to read through Genesis. In right. Genesis. So this was a full Bible. You had gotten yes. a full Bible. Okay. Yes. And great stories, really. And it touched my heart. Yeah. In my mind, I have that. Um, Word that Bible changed by Jewish priest and mm -hmm. Christian priest. Yeah, but in my heart, I wanted this God oh. because this God show himself to people, normal people. You know, it like Jacob. Yeah, and I wanted this God, but I couldn't believe. You know, in my mind, I have that God. Yeah, the Allah. He didn't show himself to anyone he didn't talk directly to anyone but this god in bible oh he's talking with normal people so you like the god of the bible but you've had so much teaching saying that the jewish people and the christian people yes. had corrupted the bible yes. so it was hard to truly believe in it but you you liked that god better than a yes. god who didn't directly yes. talk to people yes. It was my desire, if this God be a um, real God, yeah, I love this God. Yeah. Can you understand that? So you're going through all this whilst you're doing military service in the Sepah. So did people see your Bible or did you have to keep it hidden? Some of, some, because I was a soldier, some of my friends was telling me, what is this, this book? Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I could uh, give my sister's Bible to them to read some part okay. of Bible, you yeah. know, and we could talk about Bible. Yeah. Not in good way, bad way. So you would talk so about because, because, because they change it. We, we thought, oh, yeah. as a Muslim people, 
uh, Jewish priest and Christian priest change it. So um, through my cousin, it was each time when we talked together, it was arguing time. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about Bible. I learned a lot about Jesus mm-hmm. and his salvation. One day we were walking together and arguing together. And he told me, I will not talk with you anymore about yeah. Jesus and his salvation. And I knew that, that what he's telling me, what, um, that he told me, Jesus is coming back yeah. and your blood in your head. Okay. You know, if you don't have salvation, if you don't acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. Yeah. So he started to sing a worship song about Jesus' return. Oh, Jesus, come back. It's famous, famous. Okay, famous song, song in Iran. Yeah, famous worship Iranian song in Iran, church. Iranian church. When he started to worshiping, I afraid. Really? It, it was a normal um, uh, afraid. It yeah. was... Uh, strong afraid in my heart that I was thinking if he's right, if Christianity is right, if Jesus is God, if Jesus is Savior, and if he come back now, what will happen to me? And I asked this question from him. Mm -hmm. And he told me, imagine you're lost in the desert or jungle. You don't know the way back to your home. You see two persons. One of them is alive, another is dead. Which one would you ask the way back to your home? It's a crazy question. <laughs> I thought that one is alive. Yeah. And he told me, God is alive. Go and ask him. Talk with him. He can show you. He can talk with you. You know, when he talked with me about God could talk with you, I just remember that. Genesis, mm. that those story that God was talking with normal people, Abraham, Jacob, Noah, Joseph, and other people. Right? Um, and after that, I started to talk with God. Around three months. What kind of things would you ask God or would you say? To Actually, him? my question was, which one is your way? Islam or Christianity or others. I don't know God because yeah. I born Muslim. How, how old were you at this time? You were a young man, 20? Yeah. 20, 22. And you'd finished your military service. Yes, in the middle of military service. Which is two years in Iran? Yeah. Okay. Yes. You know, this argument with my cousin, it... Gone on for a yeah, long time. In, yes. And... Um, um, Around three months, I didn't hear anything. And, you know, I one night I was drunk. Okay. And Which drinking alcohol in Iran is illegal. Illegal, yes. And Islam doesn't like. So you were being a bad Muslim. Yes, I I was bad Muslim, (laughs) but I like Islam. Okay, okay. I was bad Muslim, but in, you know, sometimes like Ramadan, I was trying to do my best. Okay. You know, (laughs) and I was drunk and uh, I talked with God like this. I believe you exist Mm -hmm. and I believe the judgment day is coming. And I, I know I'm sinner, but it, in judgment day, 
I will not I will not allow you to judge me because you didn't show your way to me. Oh wow. And after that he started to talk with me through dreams. Really? I saw many, many dreams, you know, each week. Yeah. Four, three, or five dreams, you really? know. Were these dreams of Jesus or were they just all different types of dreams giving you different messages? Different type of dreams, but all of them was talking about Jesus. Okay. You know, I could understand. This is about Jesus. This is about Bible. This yeah. is about God's way. So, but one night I saw a dream that pushed me to become Christian. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> you know, I was reading gospel. Yeah. Which gospel? I don't know. We have four gospels, mm -hmm. right? Matthew, Mark, uh, Luke, and and John. Mm -hmm. In my dream, I thought maybe it's Mark, you know, and I saw these this verses in my gospel that mm -hmm. Islam is not from God and Muhammad is not from God. Oh, so you, God. You, you were in a dream and you were yes. looking at the Bible and yes. the, the gospel said Islam is not from God. <laughs> For a while, oh, he was wow. talking with me, okay, but I okay. couldn't, you know, I didn't want, because of yeah. Islam, I didn't want to give my heart to Jesus. The, yeah. the last one was that, that he okay. told me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, absolutely, Islam is not my way. Wow. And, you know. And so you were reading it in the dream. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I woke it. up and I shock as a Muslim guy. What a dream! What What is this? And you know, in my dream, I saw a shiny person mm -hmm. who comes from heaven. Uh, that was helping me to understanding and um, and knowing this dream is truth. Okay. Okay. So. I woke up and I was shocked. The day after that dream, I called my cousin and I saw, I'm seeing dreams about mm -hmm. Jesus. And last night I saw that dream. So this, this be, helped me to give my heart to Jesus. But when I became Christian, I just gave my heart to Jesus as a best way. I couldn't understand. Oh, he's son of God or he's God. But I knew he's my savior. Okay. He's my redeemer. And I told him, please help me to understanding about, um, about Trinity, about, uh, uh, about you are God. Jesus. So you knew Jesus was your savior and your redeemer and you wanted to follow him. But the theology was very difficult yeah, to understand. Yes. And... <clears throat> In this journey, he helped me to understanding Trinity. It's hard, Joe, as a Muslim people. Yeah. Heard about God is Tawheed. God is one. Yeah. Now you are, you are hearing Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. This is not only teaching. This is revelation. You know, yeah. And that revelation happened to me. I, I, I was reading. I was hearing. But that revealed to me that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, and after that, <clears throat> I had another kind of thing. I was, I was, I was praying. I was reading my Bible. I was praying, and 
every day not only one time did you tell your sister you would become a christian at that time i was in military service but you were still in the military yes i didn't oh, tell anyone okay um for a while but one day i went to my cousin's um uh, church the church that my cousin were going and the pastor told we want to do three days fast and was that a house church no it was building so you still had a building church, of the church before it closed down yes okay yes were you and scared to go in that building if actually you... no, no no i i didn't scare okay um, i wanted to know and sometimes i was going with my you know uniform as oh, a soldier okay okay yeah, i had a problem to go and yeah. sometimes they were telling me you cannot come they wouldn't let you go but yes. then when you went with your uniform yeah sometimes okay uh, my cousin helped me to go to uh, inside of the church and hearing the message and okay so um um three days fasting and praying i didn't ask anyone to 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 tell me to to teach me how can I fast in Christianity? How can I pray in Christianity? But I, it was from my heart. I, I tried to do my best. First day finished, second day finished. I just read part of Bible. I prayed and I wanted to know, Jesus, please show me yourself more and more. I was very, very new, very new. Mm -hmm. And the third day, I was reading Act chapter 9 mm -hmm. about Paul. And when I was reading, um, I became to this part. Uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 15. But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. These verses, verses came from my Bible, came out from my Bible. I was reading and I saw this verse came out. Came out to go in my eyes mm -hmm. deep into my, my heart and I heard Jesus' voice that come because I chose you to be my servant wow and it was you know <laughs> crying time yeah. I, I couldn't speak I couldn't talk So you were in, uh, this was the third day of praying and fasting yes. and you're reading Acts chapter 9 and these verses jump off the page yes. at you and you hear God's voice and you break down crying. Yes. <laughs> and after that dream, I couldn't stop my mouth talking about Jesus. Right. I started in Sepa. In the military in the service, military. you're telling people yeah. about Jesus. I talked with my friends. All of my friends knew I became Christian. Were you worried about what would happen to you? Actually, you know, one time I started to talk with one of the uh, commander, commander? commanders. commanders. Yeah. Um, his name was Del Jui. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Del Jui. 
he was my commander. I started to talk with him, and my friend told me, "Copies, please don't do that. <laughs> They will kill you here." Yeah. So, and I started, and I think that was wisdom from God that stop. You stopped. Yeah. Okay. And I stop. I I just talk with my friend, and after my military service, I went to my city. My home. I I talk with my mother, my other sister. They became Christian. They became Christians they, as well. Yeah, very soon. Maybe two days, three days. Wow. All of my family knew that yes, I became Christian, and all of my friends understand. I became because I talk with everyone mm -hmm. in my city. Many people that knew me, those knew me that uh, understand. That I became Christian. What was it? Was it because this verse had spoken to you that you felt like you had to go and tell everybody, or was it just you were so happy to tell everybody about Jesus? What was it that made you speak to everybody? You know, if you love someone, yeah. you want to talk about it, yeah. about about that that uh, person. So you would fall in it love with just, Jesus. It was just you know, love of Jesus. Push me. So let, let me ask you this then: <laughs> to like, go and talk about yeah, because we we say like we love Jesus, we love God. But what was it about those early days as a Christian? What did you love mm -hmm. about Jesus? Can you answer that question? Because it's it's kind of a hard one. But was there anything in particular that you just loved about him? Uh, about about Jesus about himself. Yeah. I, I I didn't want to talk about Christianity. Yeah. And about part of but I didn't want to teach people. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to tell everyone Jesus is God, Jesus yeah. is savior and yeah. Jesus could help you. Yeah. You know, and um So how how had he helped you? What had changed in your early days as a Christian, like you say, Jesus can help you. Like, had he helped you with anything? Mm -hmm. What was it? Because, you know, my friend knows me. Mm -hmm. Knows me? Yeah. yeah. My friend knows me. Yeah. My friend knew me. I knew you. Your friend knew, knew what knew. you were like. Yes. Okay. I was another kind of person. Okay. I was okay. drinking alcohol. Okay. I was cursing. You were a bad Muslim. <laughs> mocking people, <laughs> you know? Okay. And, you know, Um, and you would change. They, they, they could see I changed, mm. and because of that, they, they were thinking, "What happened to you?" And I, I could talk with them. You said it was Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So you're telling all these people about Jesus. Your mom, your sister becomes Christian. Keep that, going. That became church. That became your church. That became the church. Yeah. Who was the leader of that church? You know, after a while, when some of my friends and my family became Christian with my sisters, my, my, my and your younger sister was part of this group yes. now. Yes. Okay. And was she super excited when all yes. of this was happening? Yes. And wow. you know, from that church, yeah. we met a person. They told us that in the other city, close to our city. We know a person, he's Christian, he's 18, he became Christian 18 years ago. He know Christianity and he could help you. Okay. And we met each other yeah. and he came to our home and yeah, he became our pastor. So you had 
become a Christian and a group of people were now new Christians in your city and you had to make friends with this man from another city who had been a Christian for 18 years and he would travel. So would you meet in a home? It was home. And how many people were in this group? At first, me, my two sisters, my mom. Yeah. And he the eight, and his family, four, four person. Okay, and, and this uh, was church. Four, it was eight, eight people. You know, we were we were not um, thinking this is church. Okay, it was community. It was you know conversation, sharing our his history. Uh, story about Jesus okay. talking about what we receive from uh, the Bible the Bible yeah. you know and we were worshiping some uh, uh, worship song uh, with some worship song and we were just sharing our you know our heart about Jesus and after a while you know people came and came and came and after two years we became more than 240 people. 240 people? Yes. Yeah. So how, how did that, because obviously 240 people couldn't fit in the house. What what happened? It wasn't only one house. So you it had multiple houses multiple now. Houses. And, and was this man who had been a Christian for 18 years, was he overseeing all those yes. house churches? Yes. And what, he, he came from Baha'i's faith. Oh, he was a Baha'i? He was Baha'i. Okay. Yeah, he became Christian from Baha'i's faith. And so did you play any role of leadership in that or did you just see yourself as kind of like an evangelist telling everybody yes. about Jesus? Yeah. I Actually, I didn't think about leadership. I didn't think about church planting. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, sharing Jesus with everyone. Everyone, sometimes Jesus guide us to go and talk with with, yeah. with that person or those person. Sometimes people introduce um, uh, introduce yeah. someone to go and talk with them. And were you just working a regular job at this time? Yes, I was working with an in an insurance company. Insurance company. Yes. And all these churches, people were coming to Christ. Yes. And uh, and this is. Illegal? Did you know these these were illegal? Yes, we knew that. And give, All you gave of us Bibles. Yeah. Was that exciting? Did it yes. make it more exciting? Yeah. You know, we didn't have much print of Bible. We just have, um, you know, um, uh, some some print of Bible. Yeah. You know, Only like, small amount. It was. Oh, you didn't have a full Bible. You yeah, we didn't had... have we didn't have full Bible. So All of us. You know, oh. some of us. Oh, so you had to share them. Yes, and, okay. but we could bring uh, uh, New Testament, but Bible. So you had New Testaments, but a full Bible. We where didn't. where had your sister got her full Bible from? from Tehran? From Tehran, capital of Iran, Tehran. Okay. The, the Assembly of God Church. In okay. Yes. Wow. So during this time when the church is growing and you're doing a lot of evangelism. Um, was anybody arrested or did people get in trouble? Yeah, after about two years, um, um, secret police came and catch some of us. They put us in solitary confinement. Were you part of the... Yes, I was with... Uh, actually, they, they catch separately. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that, that they took other people so you thought they just got yes. in you yes 
And had, had they spoken to you before this? Had they told you to stop or one day they just showed up and arrested they, you? I, after that, I could see that um, they were trying to stop me. Yeah. Through some, you know, some situations, some uh, people that they sent to our community. Yeah. You know, I could see that after they, they uh, catch me. Okay. Yeah. What, what happened when they arrested you? I was in solitary confinement for 58 days. 58 days. 58 days. Wow. Non-stop hearing from radio about Islam, mm. Quran, and you know, they, they, they wanted to, to convince me to, to back to Islam. Eight officers um, came and talked with me and um, they pushed me to go back to Islam. They wanted to break me. They wanted to break my Christian faith. They wanted me to renounce my Christian faith. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they told me, yeah, we can, we can tell you go out, but in street, some accident will happen and yeah. you, you will die. Yeah. Uh, something like this, you know. But after 58 days, they, they released me. I, and I believe that was from God. He helped me to release. Uh, it was 2003. 2003. Wow, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And after that, so let, yeah. let me so 2003 because I know the story of Iran's church. That's when the New Testament had just been printed, the, the new version of the New Testament at so, that time. Yes, so yeah. all you had was the old version of the Bible. Yes, we had only and we started to receive some. So you got new, some of those first yes, New I Testaments, had, yes, really? Had, yeah. Okay, I, wow, I had one of one of uh, one of them. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so what happened after you got released? Actually, they, um, when they released me, it was, I believe it was uh, from God and they, um, and they released me. They told me you, 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 you cannot go back to your work in insurance company. And after that, uh, the Church of Iran, Assembly of God Church of Iran, talked with me, do you want to understand more about Christianity mm -hmm. and leadership and be servant of Jesus and in something like this. So do you want some training? I want it. So I just want to make it clear. So the Assembly of God Church in Tehran was allowed to stay open because that was people who were Christians, but the churches you were doing and planting, you were converting Muslims to Christianity. So yes. that was really bad. Yeah. Now, since then, that church has been closed down. But at the time, that church was allowed to stay open. Yes. But converting Muslims to Christianity was illegal, and that's why you were arrested. Yes. Okay. So did what you, you this it, training? It, it wasn't only this. It was why you became Christian. Yeah. And why you're talking about Jesus okay. with people, you yeah. know? And this is not only about Christianity. Yeah. They tried to to uh, make me um, like someone who is opposite of 
Iranian government. So it was a po- they would make it a political, political thing. So you are doing a Western religion and yes. coming against the Iranian government. Yes. And okay. another thing was you are against of Islam. Mm-hmm. You are against of our prophet. It was yeah. 15 uh, things that they tried oh, to... Oh, okay, okay. Yes. 15 different things that you had broken. Okay. So you went for some training through the Assembly Church of God? They got you they, Yeah, they told me there, there is a conference. Yeah. And I, they told me, if you want, I will send you there. And I told them, yes, I, I want. And I went there and I met Brother Samir Nazar. Mm-hmm. And it was the first, I, I think it was the first conference of leadership. Uh, and yeah, that. Yes. And so, what ha- did, was the training good? We did you enjoy? It was great. Yeah, it was great. I learned a lot. I, I remember until now. I remember that conference. What happened on that conference? Yeah. And on that conference, um, my my. How long was that conference? Two thousand and four. Yeah. Did you we did you stay there for a long time? Was it? It was. It was five days. Five days. Five days. Okay. Um, and, and you were allowed to leave Iran freely. You still had a passport and everything. Yeah, actually, I recognize they want me to go out from Iran. So the Iranian government said, leave they the country. They don't want <laughs> this is a better way. Why? Yeah. You know, because when they arrest me, some people knew me. If they yeah. do something bad, it wasn't good for them. Yeah, yeah. So, and started to have three months course about healthy leadership okay and they invited me i went there i started learning more about christianity and leadership christian healthy leadership and after that uh, i went to um, uh, a city and i started my pastoral ministry with one of my friends and after that, I received some messages. We could have more churches in this country. So let me just make this clear because I think this is amazing. So you became a Christian and then in the first couple of years, you were part of a, a, a movement in your hometown in Iran where 230 people or 240. so, 240 people became Christians and you had all these different house churches. You were arrested. Uh, you were in there for 58 days, you came out, you started getting some training and then you had some more training of just three months and then you went and planted yeah. a church. So you had really, like in, in the Western world, we have lots of seminary and training that last years and years and years, but you went and planted a church. What did it look like to plant a church like that? Did you just show up and what happened? I think, you know... Um... Was this in a city that didn't have a church? They didn't have a church. They didn't have a church they in the city. So you they, and your friend each church, show up. Yeah, each church that I go with my friend, yeah. my brothers or sisters, and it, it, they, they didn't have a church. There's no church there. No church. So you show, what do you, what yeah, do, you do? People from, from Iran, Afghanistan, they were yeah. coming as a refugee. Yeah. And we just go to talk with them, help them. It's, you know, um, I told you, it's 
for me it wasn't just planting a church yeah you know maybe i cannot plant a church in this city yeah but i could share about my love jesus with yeah. these people yeah. you know and you know so what what was your instructions when you got sent to this city go and tell people about jesus or try and start a church what was what was the goal of going to to these cities that didn't have churches uh some people you know as iranian people or um persian people when we go to talk with them they many of them could agree with us mm -hmm. just conversation you know sometimes i i could start in parks you yeah. know i could go in parks and find iranian people persian people kurdish people and i started to talk with them about jesus yeah i'm i'm christian i directly many times i was talking directly about jesus why i'm here i'm here to talk with you about jesus and his salvation yeah and you know maybe one person one 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 of them wanted to hear you know but with that one man or woman we could establish a, ch a church you know and i you know, joe i believe that jesus told i will build my ch i will build, build my church this is not uh, i believe yes i it's my job mm -hmm. but at first it's his job mm. he is building his job his his church so i'm just um trying to be with jesus mm. for uh establishing churches wow so amazing so you go on this training course and then you stay in the country outside of iran and you go to different city by city looking to share your faith with iranian afghan kurdish people and then if you find one person who's interested mm -hmm. So what what does what does those next steps look like? You find somebody that's interested about Jesus. What happens next? You show up at their house and talk, or or what? How does it? How does it, it at first, it was in their house. Okay. You know, we were going to their house talking about Jesus, and those people who were interested, they. Um, bringing other people so they would invite other people invite they heard other, other people tell us a couple of stories about that time that you remember because it yes. sounds like there would have been lots of adventures in there yeah one time i i went to a city i was walking in a city mm -hmm. you know at first um this is my uh, my rule yeah i'm going to a, to a city yeah with sometimes with myself with yeah. no one because many time i didn't have i didn't have anyone to talk so to sometimes you'd go to a city by yourself and other times you'd go with a friend with friends okay. yes and you know i'm starting to walk and pray in city mm -hmm. maybe two days or three days yeah when i see someone um, from iran or afghanistan i'm going to talk with them okay hearing from them and you know one time i was walking and praying i saw two iranian people 
talking about a girl. Okay. You know? <laughs> and I just went there and I talked with them. I'm Iranian people. I came from that city. Yeah, I yeah. just came here to visit this city and be with Iranian people. How many Iranian people are here? Yeah. And they very friendly. They were very friendly. They told me, hey, here uh, we have 20 Iranian people and five Afghans people like okay. this. So you kind of, it's a close-knit community because there's only a handful of Iranian and Afghan people in this city. So they all kind of stick together. Yes. Okay, so what happened? And I told uh, them, I'm Christian. I have a good news for you. Okay. And I started to talk with them. We went somewhere to have tea and, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, to drink tea and having conversation about Jesus. And, yeah. And after that, they interested. They told me that come to our house. We okay. have some friend. We will invite them to hear from you. And you just met these people. Yeah, so. I just met. <laughs> I just met them. And um, it was six p.m. Mm -hmm. I went to that home. All of them were smoking cigarettes. Okay. All of them. Yeah. And they were talking together, laughing loudly, and. They introduced me and yeah. I started to talk with them yeah. about Jesus. Three of them became Christian on that. On that. So you place. show up at a house that you've never been to before. It's full of smoke because everybody's smoking cigarettes and you just, they say, all right, Cambis, welcome. Tell us what you've got to tell us. And you yeah. told them about Jesus yeah. and some of them give their hearts to the Lord. Yes. Because I knew Islam, yeah. someone, some of them had that uh, question about this they would what argue like, like why you, you became muslim like what? you and your cousin yeah you, all the time you'd spend arguing you knew all the arguments yes <laughs> why you became christian from islam what yeah. and why why i was talking and that was conversation convinced that those okay. three people okay. you know and church started with those three people wow yeah yeah and so would you stay in those cities for for a while and after that we sent some people there and you know city by city you know one time with one of my friend we went to evangelism to a city um it was close to syria okay it's close to syria yes and we didn't have any place to sleep. Mm -hmm. We went to a park. We slept there. You slept <laughs> in the park. Yes. Wow. And it was summer. It was good weather. And, you know. Did you have a sleeping bag or you just lay down? I, we bed? couldn't sleep because everything we, was with us, our password. Oh, so you <laughs> had to stay awake so you wouldn't get robbed. Yes. Wow. And, yeah. The day after that, we went to... Uh, bazaar called iranian bazaar so a bazaar is like a shopping center, shopping center. Yeah, and yeah. you know we we went there we had some new testament together subtracted okay. and we talked with iranian people some iranian spiritual leader mullahs oh we okay. gave some new testament to mm -hmm. uh, to them and after a while we because some iranian people 
uh, working on that puzzle. And after a while, you know, some of them interested. Some Afghan people became uh, Christian, uh, but in secret. Oh, they would do it secretly. Yeah. How many... Uh... I'm interested. I'm trying to picture you traveling from city to city. How many different uh, cities did you travel to in, you know, a year or two, however long you did this? You know, until now, I, um, since 2004 until now, you know, I live in America now yeah, and yeah. I'm, I am uh, just you move going, back and forth. Back yeah, yeah. You go to the um, Middle East. Yeah, more and come than back. yeah, more than eighty percent of that country I I traveled for. You traveled all over yeah. to different cities, yeah. and so you wouldn't necessarily call yourself a church planter, even though that's what you were doing. You were going there to reach people and tell them about Jesus. Yeah. And where two or three people would be interested and give their hearts to the Lord, you would say, okay, we have a church. Yeah. And you would start training those people and teaching them and meeting yes. and discipleship. And then they having just, time with them yeah. and, you know, making them like, you know, um, think about this. Ashton is my wife, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I went to their city. Okay. They became Christian yeah. in other city, yeah. but they couldn't they couldn't evangelism so they were yeah. so they were, were they meeting in a house uh, doing fellowship yeah. what, what were they in doing house. okay so tell I, me ju i just went there i established that church okay so you, you had know. gone to that city and after a while I, I gave it to some some of my friends actually we went to that city but i started to have conversation with people about jesus about christianity and, and after a while after a while we decided to send this person that came with with, with me to that city and um, uh, to serve people. Okay. We were coming together. Um, it's house church. It's five, five people. It was only five people. Okay. After about one and a half year, I wanted to go and just visit that church. I saw and, and the pastor wanted to go back to visit his family in Iran. Mm -hmm. I went there and I started to talk with these people. A group the, of people. Group of people about, are you doing evangelism? Are you um, um, learn that how you can talk about Jesus with people? Mm -hmm. And I started to teach them about how we can share our love Jesus with other. Every day, seven o'clock, seven a.m., they were coming to that house and other house, sometimes in their house, every time, seven o'clock. And we were talking and sharing messages and through actually i started through acts so you were meeting every morning every morning right. and after that meeting i will i i told i um i told them after yeah. meeting come with me i want to go to evangelism okay and i took them to go to evangelism and so evangelism is out on the streets in telling a, in, people in about the jesus street. So you would you would go 
city by city, looking to establish a small church normally, and then you would help the people there for a little bit and somebody else would come and oversee that church and you would go to the next city and you kept on doing this. And then, so this particular fellowship, you would come back to after a year and a half of starting the church, but they were just, there was just a small group still. And so you're teaching them to do evangelism. So what happened in that church? After a while, they became more and more yeah. about, yeah. I think after, it was a small city, a small Iranian community, okay. you know, but think about five people yeah. suddenly became 40 people yeah. after two months, three months. Just because 40, people started 40, to evangelize. 40 people became Christian. Yeah. They wanted to know about, uh, they wanted to to know about Jesus more and more. Mm. So uh, some churches became a big group of Iranian people, uh, 240 people, uh, 250 people in other cities. So what is it like? Because I'm, you know, my understanding is a lot of these people that are becoming Christians, they're becoming Christians from a Muslim background. Mm -hmm. So how is it establishing a church with a bunch of new believers? What kind of stuff are you doing with them to help them grow in their faith? It's not only, um, it's teaching parts, but it's not only about teaching part. It's life, life changing. Yeah. With new cultures. Yeah. You know, so I have some challenge about changing cultures, you know. So what is it like, because I'm thinking of Western churches where we maybe plant a church or we get a building and we do Sunday morning and we preach and maybe we have something through the week where we have more teaching. Is it, are you thinking about just teaching, teaching, teaching? Do you do small groups? Do you do prayer? What does it practically look like for a lot of these yeah. when they're new churches? What what kind of stuff are you doing? With you them? know, the, the first thing that I was thinking about the a church that people who um, acknowledge Jesus as a God, yeah. as the God, you yeah. know, and because of that, I knew I have to be with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, uh, my wife knows about that. My act is this. I was eating with them. Eating with them. Eating meals with, them. with them. Yeah. Sometimes we were going a party together. We were going out together. We were playing together. So you spent a lot of time. A lot of time with them. It's, you know, changing is important. It's not in, only in heart. Yeah. It, um, it has to come out. Yeah. In, uh, to, um, make people, um, uh, to new person, yeah. you know, in their act, in their do, in their talking, in their uh, relationship, in yeah. their family. So for, um, 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 for me, it was like this. I was being with them, mm. you know. Uh, sometimes they were calling me at 2 o'clock a.m., you know. But I can't just come to our house. We have some problem with with my with my family with yeah. my wife with my husband so it was like this how, how tiring is that you know <laughs> it, 
Yeah. Is it really tiring? It, it was. It, you know, um, um, when you are tired, but you have uh, happy in your heart, yeah. it could strengthen you yeah. uh, in other way. Yeah. In my so, English, I yeah. am trying to... Yeah, so the, the, it was the, the joy of the Lord that was giving you yes. the energy to... Yes when you're tired to go meet with people and so people. So I, I think about, uh, and I, I love the church in the West. I, I became a Christian here and got discipled and I love it. But the things that we, we can learn from the Iranian church and from Ucambis is really wonderful. So I think of Western church a lot and the focus is on putting on a good Sunday morning service. But are you saying that life through the week and just doing yes. life with people is is where the value is at yes and even you so you would come into these churches after planting them and you would almost be like the the, the leader of the church yes. but you would put high value on just being with the people yeah. day in day out it's not easy really no. it's not easy yeah. and you know this act after a while some people try to be like me Okay, you okay. know, yeah. and they could help me. Right. I was hearing from them. It so it's not only teaching part of Bible about. Yeah. Christianity is this. Yeah. It's life changing, and because yeah. of this, we have to do as a leader, as yeah. a church planter. Think about think about Paul. What yeah. is what he was doing? He was doing like this. Yeah. He he didn't just have sunday morning preaching yeah. it was his life Th think about jesus mm. jesus was eating with them with his disciple going somewhere with them <laughs> you know and so and you're saying that when you did life with these people others were changing and trying to be more like you and then you would ask them to help yeah with the work that you were doing is it hard to trust people to help you? Like, because sometimes we in in the Western Church we don't want to put people in positions of leadership until they've been trained or they've been a Christian for so long. Is this because lots of these churches are young believers, new believers? So is that difficult to put people? Yes, to some, help you? sometimes it's hard because you know I was thinking he has passion. Mm -hmm. But he he don't know good. Um, not the Bible. Yeah, about the Bible or teaching or theology. Yeah. Maybe I have to help them. Sometimes yeah. I, you know, um, people who I chose to be with me, I did wrong. You chose I, wrong. I, I did wrong. Yeah. You know, but. Well, the times you did right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you made mistakes. And it's not only me, you know, I was traveling with yeah. some, sometimes by myself, sometimes with my friend, but it, you know, church planting is um, uh, kind of acting that group helping you. Yeah. You know, if I, I didn't have anyone, I could go. So you need I will, I, I. I'm going. If if no one with me, I will go. Yeah. If Jesus telling me yeah. go, I will go. Yeah. But 
You know, many times I could see Jesus helping me through other people. Mm. And especially with, with our organization, yeah. with, with Brother Sam, Brother Rezo, Brother yeah. David, yeah. and other of my friends that were um, yeah, pastors in other cities. Yeah. Yeah, it's not um, um, people who are doing only with themselves yeah you know so sometimes you would go by yourself sometimes but the value of working in a team and yes. having other people help yeah. you but i knew that joe that you know this is jesus's job yeah jesus told me i i will establish my church mm. so i have to be with him yeah how many uh, new churches do you think you've been a part of in the last 15 years or so since you've been doing this? How many new churches have you seen? Not including those ones in Iran, which was what, maybe 15 house churches maybe? How many was there in Iran during that group? How many house churches? You know, by myself, yeah. I did seven of them. Okay. Yeah, I seven or eight. Okay. But... I traveled a lot. Yeah. There were no church, no Christian people. I travel, I evangelized, yeah. I talk with people and I travel to other cities. Yeah. And I talk about the potential of those cities mm. that I traveled yeah. and you know, the organization would uh, send other people. Send other people. Um and yeah. many of those churches are, are still alive, they're yes. still working, yes. people are coming to Christ, yes. being established. So I, I want to ask you this question. Um, there's a lot of people in the West um, that want to, plant, want to plant churches or start a new church, which is a, it's a wonderful um, dream and desire to have, but it's it's very difficult. Yeah. So, what what advice would you give to somebody who's either started a new church or is thinking about starting a new church? Um, at first, I believe that uh, we have to remember that this is Jesus's job. Mm-hmm. We just we just going with him. Yeah. To build his church. Yeah. So. This is important. This is not organization job. This is not our dream yeah. job. I'm telling job because, you know, my, my vocabulary is small, yeah. you know. Yeah. This is Jesus' dream to establish his church. So when I'm walking, when you are walking, you must to know 100% that this is Jesus' dream to build this church. Mm-hmm. So when I'm thinking about that, I, I will be um, have courage in my heart. Yeah. And I'm telling this to people who are hearing me that be courage in Jesus. Yeah. Because he is with you. Yeah. Be courage with with, uh, with Jesus, with His Word, and hear from Him. Uh, Joe, think about this. I was I was traveling to some cities, 
and potential of those cities um, um, were telling me that why can establish a church each in each of those cities and I traveled to a city big city but the potential is was a small mm -hmm. you know very very small and I deleted that city I, I told to myself that yeah. this is not I'm not going there because so that because wasn't the city you, you yeah, felt called yeah. to go to Iranian people were very small community you, you know yeah sometimes we are thinking about big community if we go there we have big community of Iranian people in America sometimes uh, people are going with big community to establish a church like yeah. 250 people we <laughs> take them with with us to establish a church and yeah. people are coming because this we establish a church with yeah but on on those city it wasn't like this so 24 days i remember in 24 days i was praying which of those city that i chose not yeah. that that yeah, city yeah. and in this city that i didn't want to go i just met a person his name was ali Ali was so thirsty and each day he was sending a verse or two verses to me I was reading a verse yeah that verse was his blessing from you know his yeah, time with I Jesus yeah. he, he, just, he just wanted to share his devotion to me mm -hmm. in 24th day I was praying and his message came and I knew that oh Ali is <laughs> he's sending message and you know Lord told me why you are not going to that church I shock yeah only one person mm -hmm. that city has 20 people yeah and they were they wanted me to go mm -hmm. so but I knew that Jesus was guiding me to go to that city. Mm. Hearing from Jesus, it's strong elements mm. to establish a church. In New Testament, we could see Lord Jesus was guiding Paul about his journey to establish churches. Sometimes, Lord, stop G, stop yeah. uh, Paul to go yeah. to Macedonia. Yeah, Macedonia. yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. So, um, so, so you went. Did you go to Ali's city and start a church there? Yeah. Yes. How, how did it go? <laughs> um, at first, I, I became sick oh, when wow. I went there. It was attacking. I became sick. At, in, on that church, it was a strong. Muslim community, they didn't give me um, a home for rent. Oh, they wouldn't give you a home? Yeah, for 25 days, 26 days, I was searching for a home. Wow. They, they wanted, they, they didn't want to give me a home, you know. And, but each day I was going for evangelism and I, I was going for, uh, for rent a home.
And Ali was there with you? Ali was there with me. And did, did a church start in that city? When, when we rent a home, yeah. you know, three person became Christian in the first day. In the first day. First day. Yeah. And church has started. Now it's a big church. Now it's a big church. It's, so I just want to make that point. So like you're in you're in this season of praying. And did you say you were praying for 25 days or yes. 20? So you're praying for 25 days and you've got a list of cities. And there's these cities that look, oh, these will be good churches. These will be good cities to go plant a church. And there's one city with Ali, just one believer who you thought that's not a good place. Yeah to do a church, but the Holy Spirit led you to go to this city. And you go, for the first 25 days you're sick. Yeah, I, I, I became sick. Now, so we say that in a sentence, but 25 days, just move to a new city, to be sick 25 days, to not get a home, to not be given a rent, that's really hard. But you believe that the Lord I, was I with was, you. Yeah, I was that word in my heart that yeah. if Jesus sent me here, yeah, he will open yeah. opportunity yeah. to have home, to have... Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to, I wanna, this kind of good to guide us into the next question. So you did start a church, people did come to the Lord and, and there's a church there now. So again, uh, this is all taking place in the Middle East where house churches are normal. Um, you know, when a house church gets big, it either splits into another house church or they find a building to rent. But here in the West, so many times when people go and plant a church, they envision that in a few years they'll have a big church and they'll have a worship team and a children's church and different pastors and different leaders. And I've met so many people who have planted churches and after a few years they feel like they failed because the church isn't successful in their eyes or it's not like a, a successful church. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you this question, what, what is a successful church? You know, I believe big community. Yeah. I, I love to worship Lord in big community, mm -hmm. thousand people, yeah. 10,000 people <laughs> together, good worship um, uh, group, you know. But in my mind, I learned it not for today, it's it's a journey mm -hmm. um, good church good church knows uh, that Jesus loves them this is the important thing it's not by doing mm -hmm. it's his love you know everything I believe everything that I'm doing um, in faith uh, it's about responding Jesus's calling responding Jesus's love you know this this is great that I'm doing something because of love of Jesus you know and everything in our um, um, redemption he died on on the cross because of me and I'm responding him yes I believe you 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 died on the cross for me I'm worshiping worshiping him because of he is God mm -hmm. the, the, the uh, church that 
know know this this is a a strong structure you Mm -hmm. know this love can um, direct direct Mm -hmm. uh, our act our actions our actions you know maybe maybe you are doing good things you establish a church in a place but people don't want to come yeah but love of jesus are um uh, are um strengthen you to do and continue your job Mm. you know i believe failing and failing is come from the come from this situation that oh god is not with me if yeah god if we believe god is with me in this situation people are not coming people are not believing i will do continue my preaching my talking about jesus i have this this conversation you know um we went to a city we started the church and on those church some people sent sent police to our home that yeah. you know they they told police that we are a spy from iran yeah you know and <laughs> and um, um many polices came to our city and they wanted to break our doors you know it wasn't it wasn't easy but we know god jesus holy spirit is with us and Mm -hmm. he sent us to this city it was bad situation yeah this is this is love the church who are succeed church knows that jesus loves them Mm. This is important. The, th- the second thing, thing is uh, the church, um, they are obeying Jesus. Successful church is a church who are obeying Jesus. Yeah. You know, people came to to see Jesus and they they told your mother and your brothers mm-hmm. are coming are coming here and they wanted to see you. Yeah. And Jesus told my mother and my brothers uh, are people who obey God. And you know this this is this is very important. Jesus told if you love me, yeah. obey me. Obey my my yeah, word, yeah. you know. Um we have in a situation many people attacking church attacking bible attacking you know in america in other countries muslim people um uh baha'is faith people other other people people who believe god people who don't believe god in other communities they are attacking jesus sometimes other churches other churches but the succeed church is a church that obey Jesus' word. Yeah. And the third thing I believe that um, 
success, successful successful church is a church who make disciple Amen. not only disciple in structure yeah disciple in love yeah love is important mm. and if I tell in a sentence successful church yeah. must make lover of Jesus amen yeah that's beautiful so a successful church is first a church who knows that God loves them mm -hmm. they are convinced in the love of Jesus for them uh, second that they are obedient to what God is calling them to that they obey the word of God and what Jesus calls them and then lastly that beautiful they are a successful church is a church that makes disciples who love Jesus yes and this has happened if I am a lover of Jesus mm. you know leader must must leader who uh, who called from Jesus mm. um, must to be a lover of Jesus yeah I want to encourage that for any church leaders who are listening to this um, conversation today whether you're a big church a small church in the middle a church plan uh, a successful church um, from the words of, of Cambys and what he's experienced as a church that knows Jesus loves them, that is faithfully obedient to what Jesus has called them to, and a church that makes disciples, um, disciples who will love Jesus. And it's, it's not a numbers game. It's not who's got the best media, who's got the best worship team, the best children's church. All those things are great and all those things matter but we can't leave the foundation of Jesus loves us. We're called to be obedient and we must go and make disciples, uh, people who love Jesus. Cambys, I have really enjoyed this. I thank you for giving up your time. Cambys is a busy guy. He is still doing the things that he's been doing for the last 20 years, making disciples, telling people about Jesus, helping churches. And so please pray for him and Nasreen as they continue to build the kingdom of God, not only in the Iran region, but also in the Western world as well. Thank you, Kambis. You're welcome. Thank you, Joe. I hope you were encouraged and maybe even challenged by Kambis' story today. One note, Joe mentioned Kambiz's wife, Azreen, and her conversation with us on our Encountering Jesus series. If you'd like to hear her story, that episode is called Face to Face with Jesus, and it is the first episode in that series. Next time, we'll hear from Samuel, a dynamic missional pastor from Argentina, whose story intersects with the church in Iran. He'll be sharing how God worked in extraordinary ways to call him into ministry to Persian-speaking people, as well as what his ministry looks like today. I hope you'll join us next time for his unique story. Until then, I hope you experience Jesus in a new way this week. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, would you take a moment to subscribe to our podcast or leave us a rating or review? We love for more people to learn what Jesus is doing amongst Farsi speakers today. 
Jesus Speaks Farsi is produced by Elam Ministries, a nonprofit ministry whose mission is to strengthen and expand the church in the Iran region and beyond. For more information, resources, and ways to partner, visit elam.com.